everyone, and as usual, welcome to the Non-Intuitive Beat Podcast brought to you by the Leaders Club that you are part of if you're listening to us. But do consider, as usual, elevating your club membership by joining our Discord channel. And we do do have a link for the Discord channel. We used not to have it, but we were advertising it, so I'm sorry for that. But we finally have it, so this time you can actually go and check it out and click on it. And today in the virtual studio, there will be three people, but only two right now. Uh, actually, three. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> I just start mentioning who are here in the virtual studio, and uh, the counter popped to the three. Uh, so, the person that just have joined, Dmitry Mananikov, say hi to the people. Hello, hello. And we have a new special guest. Uh, first time you're appearing, you're the guest. The second time you will be co-host. So uh, <laughs> our guest, uh, Nolan Shah. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself and tell just the two words how you end up here? So I was pulled in here by Slava. <laughs> I'm, I'm super honored to be here. This is, uh, I've never been on a podcast before. Um, TLBR about me, I am a software engineer. Um, actually, I, I work for Slava. Um, yeah. Nice to meet you. Does it uh, violate a code of conduct or anything? That Slava, you you force people to work after <laughs> work hours. Yeah, I should start asking people to say that I'm here voluntarily. Nothing was was not forced to come here, and I'm a happy employee. <laughs> I revoke any rights to 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 see anyone in the future. <laughs> I don't know. We need to think about the disclaimer better. Yes, yes. Uh, anyway, we have tons of this stuff going on today, and. Um, First of all, we actually have an experiment today. We are streaming today on two platforms, YouTube and Twitter or X.com. So I actually have no clue how it's look like on the on the I, I found really nice how people make um, mention Twitter. They now just use X Twitter. X Twitter. <laughs> which is a funny word to play. Yes, yes, uh, that is true, that is true. But uh, I think before we jump to any topics, we have tons of the stuff to discuss today. Non, do you want up to you if you want to, but do you want like uh, share a little bit more about your background, your story, whatever you want people to know? Um, but yeah, up to you. You don't have to. Yeah. So I have kind of a, a weird background. Um, I started out after college working at AWS. Worked there for a couple of years doing AI ML type of stuff, infra, some like NLP fun stuff. Um, then I had my sort of like, you know, midlife crisis in tech, um, decided to sort of jump ship from big tech and try and start a company. Uh, and so the way that went down was sort of like spent a month at a quantum computing startup. Um, didn't really see like the right fit there. So then spent five months at, um, another company as a sort of early stage software engineer. These were both seed stage companies, so um, pretty high risk, pretty wild times, I would say. Um, but after that, I really just went off the rails and quit, started a company, failed miserably. Um, it was an AI search. Um, it was sort of based on some of the same premises that you could say like chat GPT disrupting like search and the way people consume information. and so. That's really the area that I was interested in, but my approach was a lot more low tech and just um, not effective, basically overtaken by ChatGPT and a lot of the competitors around there. So 
try to pivot into like healthcare focus and that not a big enough market that flops then decided to sort of go back into sort of larger tech, uh, more mature late stage company, found Cruise, thought, you know, AV robots are so, are just super cool. So that's okay. where I am now. This is a story for interview. Now I have a really serious question. What is your favorite ice cream? <laughs> you know, I had a mango flavored ice cream a couple of weeks back. Actually, it's a sherbet, which is okay. amazing. That's the right answer. Yes. Yes. I have both. <laughs> uh, um, you know, I so I had it. I have a thought when when Anoli was sharing your background. Um, and by the way, I do have some versus knowledge is working with Nolan. I must say that he's one of the best engineers I've worked with. And uh, this actually continues the tendency. I see that people who has this entrepreneurial mindset, they are usually the best in the industry. Uh, I don't know, you folks also observing the same. Like if you're finding the engineer that also have an entrepreneurial mindset, they're usually the best. I think I would say even like having experience working in a, at least somehow entrepreneur role before is really helpful. Because it's like you need to push, right? Even if it's a big company, it's helpful. Because that's what I see when people really can get things done. Yeah. You know, when I was like way back in college, I was like seeing who my role models were and it was like the professors and the people around me who didn't sort of care about like, you know, you know, the game of like academia or something like that. It was the people who focus on just doing cool stuff. Right. And I think when you find at the core, a lot of entrepreneurs are like that. They want to build a business, but they realize that like, um, the way you do cool stuff is that you build a business, right? So, uh, it's it's a way how you can do cool stuff but still have a food. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, to be fair, you know, I have a rule of thumb that true genius should be poor. If you're not poor, you're not the true genius. You're a pragmatic entrepreneur, but not a genius. <laughs> and you need to be ahead of your time. That's why the humanity not recognizing you. And, and you know, but but yes. Um, by the way, how to role model? Uh, it's shame for me to admit my role model was a James Bond. You know, it's very classy, <laughs> but didn't, he didn't do with startups well. So I changed it eventually. But yes. Uh, anyway, the word that I was searching for, anyway, uh, let's move to our topics. We have tons of the topics, but for the warm up, let me show the, so the Google head of an event, they show new pixels that cost now 1000 plus dollars. Uh, they have a pixel watch to, uh, they, Oh, they have what? They have a copy of uh, AirPods. I don't remember how the copy copy works. So, uh, just briefly, what got worse in Pixel Watch 2? Because it's almost everything. <laughs> <laughs> the definition of the screen got worse. The charging no longer touchless. You have to attach something. The, uh, the longevity of the battery got worse. And the Wear OS got so popular that one of their selling points is that Pixel Watch 2 is the only smartwatch with all of the Wear OS capabilities. Probably because this is only <laughs> the only watch that's using this operating system uh, from Google. I don't know what else to say. Like everything that I found here is actually worse than it was on the first Pixel. Yes, it looks cooler, but the rest of the stuff got worse. 
Um, I'm not sure about the Pixel. Uh, Pixel phone by itself looks amazing, but all the features that they have shown, it's OS level features. AI that can do call features with the photos. I'm pretty sure in the two or three months when the PM that developing Google Photos will finally receive a green light. Someone driving a Harley next to my window. Anyway, <laughs> coming back to the podcast. When the PM and the Google will get the green light to release exactly the same shit in the iOS, we all will have exactly the same functionality because nothing that... Like with all phones, right? Like besides Samsung trying really crazy like foldable, everything, everyone else, their flagman phones, their flagship phones, they pretty much like the same every year. Yeah. Uh, I think Apple just like winning this battle of not improving anything and still selling it like a million copies <laughs> i will say the iphone's camera is amazing right it is you but you can't is it like butterfly. current camera more amazing the previous like twice it's like slightly you know amazing. like a lot of like the cameras on android phones are now like capped at 12 megapixels and if you like look at the advertising content i just discovered this in my pixel 7 uh, like three weeks ago, and so this is like you know. Really you have Pixel. You don't have iPhone. <laughs> I do not have an iPhone. Sorry, please continue. But it's like you know they they advertise it as 50 megapixels, mm -hmm. right? But they like combine the pixels to improve the quality, and so it's really only 12 megapixels. But I want the 50 megapixels, right? Why do you want it? Like all people, you send this picture, will will see it on a six-inch phone. <laughs> Look, I'm that crazy guy who likes to like hoard all of his data. I like my pixels, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm pretty sure in X years from now, you will have an asterisk on the camera that says AI upscaling to as if your picture is taken on a 120 megapixels. Remember like news like a few months ago or something? I don't remember who was vendor. Uh, but someone was making photo of the moon in the sky. And oh, yes, there were clouds, and it's like it made like perfect shot of the moon without clouds. I, I really like that one. This is like really keep cyberpunk thing. So I, I think actually, sorry, like, but I remember yeah. someone made like I don't remember was it like a joke project or real project, but someone made a camera without cameras. The idea that like if you oh, yes. position of the phone yep. and angle, you can get picture from Google Photos or somewhere, especially like in the popular places. Yeah, it's the coolest way to to sell you for 300 bucks client for Google Google Maps, Street View. <laughs> that's that's how, else, how else you can sell this shit, like for 300 bucks. Yeah, Huawei was... So many, many uh, hardware developers created it. And by the way, there is a reason why it's hard to capture the moon. You have to have a specific... Uh, no, I don't know what the English word, but you cannot actually cap uh, capture it with um, uh, without the huge lens. It just look huge. I honestly cannot quickly translate in my mind the correct wording here. So it's physically impossible to do the really nice shot on a small devices. So different manufacturing doing it differently. The most simple way with Huawei it feels like they hire some intern to do it because he literally took a photo from the wiki page and just putting it where the moon should be, <laughs> the same photo. It's just hilarious. Um, uh, 
since we talked about iPhone versus Android, there is this hilarious video. If you, uh, if you folks are not the part of the channel, uh, Stephen He, first of all, this guy just just re-recording tons of the hilarious videos, but he re recorded this specific sketch uh, around iPhone versus Android, and the whole video is about just guys who are trying to uh, who hijack the customer, ask what he bought. He said iPhone. They trying to ask why, and saying, oh, it has an amazing camera. So they describe, but we also have more megapixels. So now knowing this, what would you buy? iPhone, why? And they keeping this conversation going until they're trying to convince him. <laughs> so, and then they have to kill him because he never changed his mind. <laughs> There's always was iPhone, even though Android was better in all the directions. So I highly recommend uh, Stephen He, uh, Google on the YouTube and watch the video. I don't want to play it with sounds here. We might actually get ban, ban or whatever the correct pronunciation. Anyway, I have another quick topic, but does anyone want to share anything before I go to... Are you guys mm -hmm. uh, blue bubble or green bubble? Blue bubble or green bubble? Oh, of course, blue bubble. <laughs> okay, I'm not, In the iMessage, blue bubble or green bubble. <laughs> it, 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 you have not seen green bubble for a long time. I can see that, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think uh, you mean like message, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I don't I'm use I message sure. often. That's why, <laughs> probably. I actually seen green bubbles more because usually the messages I get is from like like you know regular SMS from vendors. Or, ah, you need to <laughs> you need to rethink who are in your social circle. No, I'm sorry, you you were about to say something. So the, the amazing thing is there's a small group of people who all have Android phones and who use RCS now, and so we have our own. I don't know if it's blue or green or red or orange or what color it is, but we have our own little castle. Oh, so what does it like? They made the same same messenger system? Like, so it's like basically the same thing as iMessage, just not using Apple's proprietary protocols. It's like a standardized RCS. It's, it's called RCS. Oh, um, is it uh, like who maintains servers? Is it like Google itself or different? It's Google, servers? yeah. Yeah. Wait, 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 like, wait. There's some interchange format between different vendors who maintain. Oh, so okay. I think the RCS was the the first attempt after they failed to create own tools to actually push the standard. So I think it's actually uh, mobile carriers that has to support it, which which majority of uh, of them do support. But I think RCS is a standard. But it's not like I don't think the the data is like pushed through. Um, mobile networks, right? It's, it's done through data or done through IP. I mean, it's still like if it's like a message just need to be bounded to number. I'm curious how it works if you have multiple devices, PC or like something. And I never hear about this. It sounds interesting. Uh, yeah, you see, even even the network provider announced that they support RCS uh, because the, this is. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how it's work under hood. I agree that it's it's obviously IP, but I don't think it's all Google there. I think they push the standard um, uh, and and effectively trying the carrier to support it. And there is actually open petition to support RCS for the iOS, uh, which I'm pretty sure Apple will tell you why you don't need RCS, <laughs> and then will still support it eventually. But this is how things are done in the mobile world. Okay. Okay, 
I want to share, folks, with you uh, my new fetish, so to speak. <laughs> I recently started collecting films on the physical uh, hardware. So I even have my uh, recent arrivals. Let me share it. For people who are watching, let me show it to you. So there is tons of the stuff that I just bought. I have my Watchmen here, Fury, 1917, Snatch. So you tons need to of this. into camera. Uh, oh yes, yes. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. <laughs> it's hard for my small brain to comprehend that I need to show it to the camera. Thank you for <laughs> for explaining to me this concept how the camera works. <laughs> but anyway, jokes aside. Um, thank you. I, I actually still cannot grasp the angle that my camera captures exactly. Um, so why why the hell in the universe of streaming I start doing so? Uh, two things. First of all, it turns out that A, the streaming services has a copying limit quite often, especially if you have a, a IT&T or Xfinity home network that might have latency problems periodically. You will have a cop on the frames per second if you're watching HDR or Dolby Audio or video, sorry, with a 4K. And I have a proper OLED TV screen, so it does support HDR, it does have 4K, so I actually enjoying that. Uh, that type of the content. Um, but turns out you will have a hit in the frames per second. And then I start diving deeper and figure out that for the old movie, in many cases, it's actually cheaper to buy a Blu-ray that usually not only has a movie, but will have a director's cut or some additional cut with extra scenes that not included a normal movie, additional content if you ever want to see how it was done or was created, and it's cheaper than renting the same movie from the service and renting only give you access for 48 hours. Well, here you have a physical disc that you can store and, and then, then rewatch it. I have an Xbox, so it has can play it, obviously. So why not? That was a logical choice. And then, as with any hardware storage system, I realized that there is a zoo of different standards. And uh, you, you don't have a Blu-ray. You have a Blu-ray HD, you have a classical Blu-ray, you have a Blu-ray X8K that's only available in Japan, and you have a different players, and Xbox supports only a uh, majority of them, but you cannot just buy a Blu-ray. Default Blu-ray... You still need to figure out... Yes, you need to figure out exactly which type of the Blu-ray you have. So, do, do you remember when it was like, a, like not war, but competition between Blu-ray and HD DVD? Oh yes, like yes, two, two yes. Two standards, and then Blu-ray one, and now it started again, just inside it. Exactly. Yes, they trying to differentiate it. Like one would have a blue uh, box, another black box. Black box is the one that you need as a HD Blu-ray with 4K and HDR in it. But the saddest part, you know, it's quickly to figure out what you exactly need. You can quickly find that, you can uh, quickly uh, realize how to pick it. But now the saddest part, because almost all people who are watching 4K with HDR, they streaming, the company usually do not publish 4K Blu-rays. So you, 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 you want to watch someone's latest movie and you will find only either DVD or Blu-ray 2K, Actually, not the 2K, full HD, 1080. That doesn't have anything to do with HDR because it was developed when HDR was not a thing. Uh, and and, and Blu-ray at best, usually just DVD. 
And maybe in two years from now, they will release full, full HD or sorry, 4K that I actually need. That was a very, very unfortunate development. So effectively, yes, you still can pursue buying old movies, but if you want to buy why something they, new. Why they don't release uh, 4K to, to keep selling? Or is there like a technical reasons? Or just like to... Exactly. This is Nolan just showing. The, 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 <laughs> no one is buying. You need to have a hardware to support it. So the people, the still the main seller is streaming and DVD. This is the two main. Then with a huge gap between DVD is Blu-ray, which is just Full HD, not even 4K. And then the tail of that tail is 4K Blu-ray for people who are not watching on streaming, but still want to have 4K with HDR. So you, you can sell many times. Yes, yes. But oh, by the way, another plus, you can resell. You can buy and then resell. Yes. I actually, you know, like actually many libraries here in US, they actually allow you to get uh, Blu-ray discs. Like you can go and get for free many, at least old movies. But again, this is just Blu-ray, not the Ultra HD Blu-ray, okay. because there is not that many players that even, unless you have PlayStation 5. You need to 5, write to your congressman, so they allocate budget to buy Blu-rays for libraries. Now I can, I have a passport. Best. Yes, yes, I have to. This is, <laughs> no, no, dude, you have to write to ChatGPT to ask to write to your congressman on your behalf <laughs> to, 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 to do that. That's, that's how she done these days. Um, and I'm pretty sure on the congressman side, there is someone that's saying, ChatGPT, oh, there is too many words, can you give me a TLD? and uh, unzipping what you what you what you gave it okay so someone just said that the topic i have no yeah. clue who uh, just like um related to your um there's like new news so playstation or sony rather they're actually running their own streaming which is right now i think dedicated to playstation itself and like a lot of movies and it's it's not streaming really you can buy and rent movies uh, they have had similar service before because sony actually have a lot of movies in their as their ip but now they launch this service and at least it says 100 or 2000 movies i think 100 movies available for playstation plus subscribers i haven't checked it yet but i want to check interesting Not a super big news but it's related to what you see list of movies i want to see what they have probably spider-man new spider-man should be like a big selling point uh, okay, okay. Anyway, there is, yeah, there is some interesting doesn't, part. Mm -hmm. Doesn't Sony own all the like big movie studios? I feel like it's Sony that owns them, so I would hope that all of them are on there. I usually assume Disney just owns everything. <laughs> Most of it. <laughs> but yeah, Sony should have a lot of, uh, even if they don't own studios, they should have a lot of IPs and. I'm pretty sure one VP woke up at Sony like, oh my god, the Microsoft just bought all the game developers and we have a game box that can play games. What can we do? Okay, let's start buying can be movies and showing movies. This is the next second Sony thing. actually try nicely because for a long history they failed to like capitalize, like to make nice movies on their characters. But recently they started like new Spider-Man with Marvel, like uh, other like Marvel movies where they have some rights. They, they became a bit better. I see, I see. The, the, the Marvel I mean, became Amazon, worse. Mm -hmm. Now Amazon bought MGM and I have seen very few new IP coming out of that, except for that new Lord of the Rings, which is not that new anymore, but was really <laughs> shitty. It's not that good, yes. Not that new and not that good, yes. <laughs> Um, regarding the streaming, also like Sony recently released very strange device. Um, so it looks like game controller with a screen, like a Steam Deck. 
and you think it's like a portable console, but apparently it's just a streaming device. How so to call it? How to find it? Same, in the same like uh, room or house with your big PlayStation, you can stream to this small device. Uh, I can't find it. Not Amazon, it's a Sony PlayStation. Ah, okay, yes, yes. That's that thing I know. Okay, you, you, you but you said Amazon. That's why I got confused. It, it, it yes. feels like they have some weird like business plan for next 10 years, but I have no idea <laughs> where it's going. Yeah, it's a really, really interesting device. Anyway, anyway, I think we should we should go from the warm-up topic to our main topic of the, to tonight. And our main topic today is all about AI. There is so many things that have happened in the AI world that, uh, honestly, I'm not sure we will be able to finish all of them tonight and today. Uh, first thing first, if you have not tried, Dali 3 is available in Bing Chat. So just go to the Bing chat and uh, you can ask it to draw the pictures. It can. In fact, our latest uh, thumbnails for two latest episodes, not all, but two latest episodes are being uh, uh, drawn by their Dali tree through their uh, Bing it, chat. But isn't Dali 3 also available via our OpenAI website? Uh, no, Dali 2, which is, which is uh, if you want Dali 2, you can you can look on the 3 and 4 in the past of episode oh. and you can clearly so see how horribly only available via Bing chat. Uh, it will be available in other places, but for now, this is the only place I know about how you can use Dali 3 and even for free. Uh, so I would highly suggest people to go and try it. It's actually amazing. Just look, for example, uh, Dima, you, you spoke about One Piece, right? And I asked you to draw a picture of the podcast that talks about One Piece. Here is what it actually uh, actually drew. It's, um, yeah, it's just it's, it's quite it's amazing. So it knows about One Piece. That's That's for sure. Okay, to be fair, I have a pipeline that feeds in our ah, podcast okay. <laughs> and says uh, generate the, the prompt to Dali and then I feed. So that I don't would actually be ever more amazing, you know, because looking from picture it may not know completely about One Piece, but looks like they get some idea somehow. Yep, yep. Uh, 100%. Yes. Now, Another thing that have happened, which is much bigger, actually much bigger, uh, is the conference from the Meta, the Meta Connect 2023. I think we should speak about this just because it's amazing how many people actually have not watched it. It has 5,000 views. It's less than we have a subscriber on our channel. Uh, I, I'm honestly amazed how small amount of people clicked play on this video. Uh, so for me, this is a good signal how no one cares but they actually released tons of the interesting, interesting stuff. Uh, first of all, the main part, they started with the Quest 3. So the Quest 3 is finally in, uh, and the Quest 3 is uh, their new VR headset. It's slightly smaller, slightly better. And uh, I have uh, found probably three main things for, for why I really love it, but I'm going to buy it. I'm still going to wait uh, Apple Vision because I'm an Apple boy. Uh, but three things that I love comparing to my Quest 2. One is it has a depth sensor. So it's not only trying to understand what is around you through the cameras, but it's also using a depth sensors. And because of that, you no longer have to outline your physical boundaries. 
it's capable dynamically to understand objects around you so you're just uh, putting it in your head and you start playing versus if you ever use quest 2 it's constantly oh i, I cannot recognize this room even though like i played 10 times before in this specific room like, oh, no 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 i cannot recognize draw a boundary again it still can be useful to draw your boundary because you know sometimes like I don't know, you expect other people to walk near this wall, so you don't want really to hit them. But I guess it should allow that too. Exactly. So it's now, uh, before, uh, it was a problem when people walking into your boundaries, like a cat or something. With that thing, it's dynamically just know that there is object there and will just show you new boundaries accordingly. Um, the second part is because they have adapt sensors, they now have a much better ability of AR, not just VR. So many things that they show there are using your room and your environment uh, as a pass-through, and then they're showing object in your environment. Uh, obviously, this is right now only available on SDK level, so many games, many apps not yet supported. They showed like literally one game of the LEGO that shows that it is there, but um, augmented reality is now a big thing that finally came to Quest 3. I really, uh, that's what I was missing about Quest 2. And what I'm really looking forward to is the first horror. First properly done horror in the sending of your own house. Uh, yes, I, I, I'm not sure when this will be available, but hopefully one day, one day. Do you think this is going to be better than the Apple headset coming out? This costs five hundred bucks. Apple costs three thousand five hundred. <laughs> but it's not about the money, right? Like you're you're paying for the experience with the Apple one, right? Like yes. So okay, let me just uh, just outline one specific thing why I believe Apple will be much better. It has a four K HDR, not combined, but per eye in M two CPU. So uh, I tried to use Quest as a workstation, actual workstation. It was horrible, uh, mostly because of the resolution and the log processing lag. If you not, not count resolution and processing lag, I'm okay on having this weight on my, my shoulder. I, I, like, I don't give a shit. I'm, I'm driving a motorcycle. I have a helmet anyway that weights a lot, and I get used to drive with hours of that, so that's not a problem for me. But the actual resolution that was really low, and when you're looking at the documents that worse than my 5K LG screen display that I have right now in front of me, that was unbearable. But I, I actually enjoyed it. With a proper resolution, I would be working in it way more than, than, uh, than I used to. Uh, there is also another side, right? Like with Apple cost three and a half grams, Plus, they, I think they already told that they will only sell 400,000 or something. Yep. For developers, that may be not a good sign, especially like developers who are not doing like professional software, but rather doing games or some small software. For them, it would be signal that they may make a software that people won't buy. True, but this is a classical a classical Apple from the perspective that if you remember iPhone, iPhone was not that popular in the beginning, but the main um, audience that were willing to pay were there. So Apple Vision might be exactly the same. If you're buying three and a half thousand device, you buy all applications. <laughs> yes, like, well, you're opening App Store, download to be, all. To be honest, <laughs> I think like the first four hundred thousand will, will be bought by reviewers, YouTubers, uh, tech people, and they will probably buy almost everything. 
Yep, 100%. I'm pretty sure you can develop a farting app and sell it for $100 and people will buy. Sounds like <laughs> a business plan. Yes, yes. I'm not sure from where fart need to go in this in this device, but but somewhere you just need to figure out that that we need to hire a PM. <laughs> let's let's start a startup. We need to clearly need a PM <laughs> to, to think it through. Um Anyway, so from from that specific part, there was something I wanted to say. Oh, when I um, when I was mentioning about the horrors, let me do a small diverge. I will come back, I promise. But just a small diverge. If you are the fan of Silent Hill, as uh, as uh, huge fan as I am, there is a Silent Hill uh, premiere on the Halloween. I think as Ascension uh, premiere uh, October. I'm trying to quickly find because I wasn't ready for this, but it just occurred to me. I think it's, um, yeah, I think it's session. So this is an amazing concept of the uh, Silent Hill game where you downloading the app, you already can pre-download it. They finally release a date. And the whole idea that in the duration of 180 days, they will be releasing per day a small episode of the Silent Hill. It's not a game per se, but uh, they will be releasing episode. And then you as a community can looks like vote or decide on what the character should be doing and based on the voting on the next day uh, the screenwriters will update so they just committed that they only have a screenwriter for several branches and based on the branches that the community will choose they will be writing the screenplay from those branches moving forward so technically even the screenwriters they do not know how the thing will end uh, after 180 days it will be each day 6 p.m uh, they will be releasing the next chunk and allowing the community to do so i'm a huge fan of sound here and horrors when i was a kid i was playing Silent hill 2 it was scary for me not because it was a good game but because of why i was a child and uh TLDR. So, yep. So this is a, like a pre pre game to games that they will sell or what? This is not even a game. You you can think about this as interactive uh, TV series. But, uh, okay, so it's not really connected to any other Silent Hill game. We just think on its own. It's uh, not. A, it is in the universe of Silent Hill City. I mean, like when this all like how many hundred day, days left? Is it like any major event or it just like ends? No, uh, no, no, no. So it starts in 30 days. During the 100 days, it will be episode per day. Okay, and nothing then? The, the end of the story. It's like a movie okay. that released yeah, in 100. That's what I wanted to know. Like, ah. so like maybe they're trying to build some, uh, uh, you know, like uh, some fuzz about like upcoming game or something. They have four I games announced. Mm -hmm. they, I kind of hope that they like use this as the plot of the game, right? Like that would be wild. That would be really cool. Like, and then like game came up and like, okay, now you play with the decisions you made. <laughs> I, oh my God. I, 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 imagining this, you know, two weeks before the release, PMs walks in and said, folks, we really, really thought that they will choose to go left, but they choose to go right. So now you have to redevelop everything that we have developed. Sorry, we predicted wrong, you know, two weeks. Some time ago, I think it may still popular, but there was a, like a stream so Twitch or, on Twitch or somewhere where people like compile uh, Gento or install Linux by voting for next character in a console. Have you seen it? Nope. So, like, people literally have terminal and then they try like to, 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 to type what, what character should be next. So people in chat type it and the most used letter will go to terminal and they try to compile something or install Linux or something. Man, I, 
we are so far from our main topic today, but now you remember, uh, you remind me, Hacker Typer. This is a service for engineering managers like me. So if you're an engine manager and you want to sign smart, Hacker Typer is a service that you point to any GitHub and then just click anything on your keyboard and it's types code. <laughs> like that. Like that's, that's literally what it does. And you can point to this any... That's what my manager does all day. <laughs> Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> oh, look, look, I got like ChatGPT plugin with this. So in your code editor, you ask it to do something and it actually give you, but you need to type for next character. So you actually typing useful code so people can look at it and it's, it's valid, but you're typing it. Ah, uh, anyway, let's go back. <laughs> Fox, let's go back. We are so far from, from the, uh, meta event. So that's, that was the starting point, quest three. Somewhere on the minute 15, I don't remember exactly, the, the, the mark, um, he stopped, he thought for a second and said, okay, I have no idea how to do a Segway, now we're going to talk about AI. He completely dropped the whole VR and he switched to AI, AI in the WhatsApp, AI in other places. That was just hilarious of, uh, I don't know, maybe it was specifically for people to memorize. But they're going to integrate AI everywhere. And they're actually doing it in a really nice way. Everything that I created, the Jessica for, um, if you are just a new listener, we have a CLI uh, app that we're discussing on several episodes. It's effectively a client for ChatGPT on the steroids. So, for example, one of the steroids that I use in Jessica, you can apply the different personalities. You can say, act as a fitness trainer now. And it will know that it should act as a fitness trainer, so now you can ask things. So the Facebook meta, sorry, the meta is now have a set of the actors that are available inside of your Facebook Messenger uh, that you can literally invoke and you can ask questions and they will be responding. It's actually amazing. They have an actor for a traveling, an actor for a fitness, an actor for something else. Uh, now, this is just a starting that will allow small businesses, maybe at some point our podcast will have a chatbot where you can also open the messenger, add the chatbot and start conversation. Uh, on top of that, uh, one thing that I think already available to many, many folks, I haven't tried it, they have a Dali tree-like system embedded in any messenger, WhatsApp and the Facebook messenger that allows you to generate the stickers. So if you want to say, oh, I want to have a, a pooping hedgehog that driving on a motorcycle, uh, you put it in and generate a sticker and you send it to your significant other um, because that's a sticker that you should be sending to significant other, right? Uh, and um, they even showed something like that. I cannot find quickly, but they show one example of, of, of the fully generated stickers. But anyways, this is the second place where they're introducing AI characters and a large language models. There was the third one. I actually cannot quickly recall the third one. But anyway, that was the two main, main, uh, main parts. Have any of you tried either any Lama model from Facebook, sorry, Meta, or the services that they just rolled out? I only tried Llama from before. Yeah, same. I was actually kind of disappointed by that Llama model, the, I think the one that they released a few months back. Um, just not as good as ChatGPT. First, but I, like, mm -hmm. but I guess like I could see the use case, right? If you like give it all your inputs, then maybe it will like do some reasoning and stuff for you. But um, yeah, Facebook's got up its game or meta. 
Meta, yes. <laughs> yes. It's been more than a year. I still cannot memorize Meta. You, you have to be saying Meta. Um, but I do recall the third one. It's a, a Ray-Ban, um, Ray-Ban, um, what, 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 uh, glasses, glasses, yes, yes, yes. So it's Ray-Ban glasses. This is actually not the first glasses that they're producing. There used to be a Ray-Ban slash Meta integration already, but it was very weird from the perspective that they cannot walk into Ray-Ban or order it online. You have to know about a vending machine that they would put somewhere for a month or two and they would be putting this vending machine in Universal Studios and other places. So it was really challenging to even have a place where you can buy them. So it was like a promotional thing. Now Ray-Ban is actually more mainstream. You can easily buy them. And the whole idea that they're recording constantly, but they're not storing it. So you have uh, glasses that are recording anything. And if you just realize that, oh, I have seen something that I like, you can ask the AI to save it. Like, oh, Meta AI or Facebook AI, please save the last 15 seconds, and it will save the last 15 seconds. So you you no longer have to actually invoke it and to ask start recording from now. You can retroactively uh, persist anything that have happened, which is quite cool concept. Goes without saying, no more than four hours. <laughs> four hour stops. That's how long you can wear this shit without actually uh, losing the battery and it will stop uh, stop completely recording. But the concept, I actually liked it. Um, what are you focusing? It's like a dash cam for humans. <laughs> exactly, yes, yes, exactly. Yes. I'm not super fan of uh, streaming my surroundings to cloud. Also, this is really heavy. At least I tried this like some time ago. They were pretty heavy. You tried the first one or, or actually this one? No, probably first one. Definitely not this one. These are like, wires or something like coming off of it, or like no, is it no, just, just like, like dense glasses? glasses? Yeah, they just like especially not glasses, but this part like that goes to back. Oh. That was like pretty thick. Yeah, that'd be uncomfortable. Yeah, anyway, I cannot afford because I'm still collecting money for the Apple Vision that they will release next next year. So, so no Ray-Ban for me. Uh, but this reminds me a product from the past. The Google Photos uh, hardware discontinued. I don't remember the name of the, har uh, of the hardware. But Google Photos actually had a special product. I don't remember the name of it. It was more than three or maybe four plus years ago, maybe even more than like 10 years ago. Uh, like Google Glasses? No, 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 no. They actually have a dedicated small box that uh, effectively cameras that was constantly making a photos, but deciding which to keep. So you can put it in the living room and once per week it will have two or three photos of uh, stuff that it decided it makes sense to keep. So the idea was that you're putting that photos um, either in the room or you're putting it on yourself like a GoPro camera and it's doing the rest. It's all to decide what is meaningful for you, what is not. For the lazy person like I am, that was an amazing product. <laughs> you, you, you just literally put it on yourself, then coming home, it's can it, catching with your Wi-Fi, syncing it, and you will have your photos available through the Google Photos on the on the cloud. But it never catch on. No one have used it, and I don't remember with the name. Uh, yeah. Short interruption. So while we're talking, I try mm -hmm. to try Dali three. It asks for Bing Chat, and Bing Chat asks for Microsoft Edge. 
So <laughs> I downloaded it. It requires admin rights to install. Then yes. it doesn't allow me even move window before I ask up some agreements. Like inside, I can't open like, oh, I can't even open web page without going through a bunch of, it's like so, so Microsoft, so Windows. Like I, I feel like uh, 15 years ago using Windows, like, like the experience is still the same. I like it. <laughs> I've had this running, like I, I, I tried to create an image a little bit earlier. Um, I'm still waiting for it to go through. <laughs> oh, and you have to refresh. If you try to refresh, it time to time have a glitch. So if 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 it's telling to you that it will try, but it doesn't show the progress bar, it's uh, you have a bug. I I saw it many many times. Just copy paste exactly same prompt to to uh, Bing chat and just click enter. Um, but yes, this is so Microsoft. I'm pretty sure you are you you know. Now it just randomly asks me for access to my microphone. <laughs> Okay. okay, you know, casually. <laughs> by, by the way, what is the middle name of your mother? <laughs> and what bank are you using? <laughs> and yes, 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 yes. This is so Microsoft. I'm pretty sure in the two years from now, when you will be asking uh, ChatGPT, you will be saying, oh, something to you like uh, your calculator is not yet updated. So the security vulnerability, please go do and uh, update it. And it's actually not that far away because Microsoft have uh, announced they are embedding the Copilot, which is effectively AI assistant in the Microsoft Windows. That is a real product that they have released. Uh, so dumb. What? So dumb. <laughs> every time, okay, let me just tell you like, every time I install Windows, the first thing I go and do is like figure out how to go into like policy manager and disable all of the AI things <laughs> they put in there. I spend like an hour every time, right? Because I like, who wants their operating <laughs> system to like have all of that stuff? I don't. A PM, PM does. <laughs> There's a PM that wants you to enable all that. It's uh, remember old old uh, jokes that uh, if uh, Microsoft Internet Explorer has a courage to ask you to make a default browser, why are you still shy to ask a girl to to go out? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Um, by the way, I have found the product Google Clips. This is a hardware. It's a small hardware that looks like a GoPro for everyone who uh, who are not watching us live. You put it anywhere you want, and it all to decide what it wants to capture. Now, you know, we chat about LLM and. Um, there is an interesting tendency in this world that uh, I see, and I'm actually curious to hear your folks' opinion about where this shit will go. So LLM got trained on the internet. It's got trained on stuff like Quora, like Stack Overflow, like um, big services like that, where we know there is a high trust environment for the data. So now people, instead of the Google, start going to LLMs, ChatGPT, asking questions. So. Now the question from where the next generation of LLM will be trained and uh, the dangerous tendencies that I see that people are using ChatGPT to produce new content on the internet that is used to train the, the, the ChatGPT. Like the good, um, the good example of what they're talking to can be this interesting question, can I melt the egg? So someone have asked this question. Oh, okay, it says no. Uh, someone asked this question, can I melt the egg? And, uh, okay, there isn't even an article. 
And the thing is that Quora recently has introduced ChatGPT as a system that answers the questions. And the Google actually trusts Quora so much that if Quora has the answer, it will show it in the top. Not only in the top, it will show it as a card that says that this is a correct answer. So someone asks a question, can I melt the eggs that went to Quora? The Quora with all the optimization and did not have this answer, ask it ChatGPT. ChatGPT said, yes, you can. You can melt an egg. So it answered that and the Google because Google trusts the Quora, put it right on top in front of the customer saying, yes, you can melt the egg. But while this is a joke right now, uh, there is a real evidence that ChatGPT hurting the amount of traffic and answers that happening on the Stack Overflow, on the Quora already. So the question, from where LLM like ChatGPT will get the data that is needed to train in the 10 years from now? Where is this going? And yes, I want have this yeah. uh -huh, army ahead. of people, army of humans, just behind a computer, just typing in all their. I mean, you have you have like mechanical Turk, right? So there's already army of people building data sets out there. Yes. Jobs. So you're saying that there will be a new job type for um, for what? For like uh, tech writers? The, the, the tech writers will be in huge demand soon? I'm not tech writers, right? But it's like building some kind of data sets. It's not like, I mean, are you thinking like you're going to have an AI model trained specifically for like tech responses versus like some other niche, right? Then you might have some like experts creating data sets, but. True, but the problem here that, um, when you have a very specific problem with GVM, right? Let's take GVM. You have a very niche problems, and I'm taking GVM just because I know about tons of the stuff internally, how GVM works. And if you're taking GVM, there is tons of the shit that is not obvious, and it's not part of the documentation. And the only thing how it became obvious by someone uh, having the problem, going on Stack Overflow, describing the answer to someone else who have the same problem, and now the ChatGPT was able to train on this. Uh, and the people, instead of going to Stock Overflow, actually going to ChatGPT. Let's imagine for a second that this tendency continues so Stack Overflow goes bankrupt and actually switching off the service. From where ChatGPT that we're training tomorrow will learn all these nitty details about GVM24 or 25 uh, in the future if we don't have any services. It will start hallucinating at the best. And at worst, it will self-feed the data that is hallucinating and people posting on the Twitters and somewhere else that it will use to train itself. Yeah, imagine it's, this is like the, this is like the billion dollar question, right? Like, how do you, how do you train new data? Nobody well, saw that. I have actually a solution for you. It will train on Java source code or GVM source code. For open source product, it will eat source code, understand, and then give you give you reasoning. <laughs> the scale of those models are massive, right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm like about... we're saying 10, 10 years from now or something, when Stack Overflow is gone away. And then it, it would be interesting, right? Like for companies, it would make sense to release open source rather than keep it closed source or release models that trained on their open source. <laughs> that actually might be an interesting, valuable way. You know, you're opening a ChatGPT version 20. You're saying, okay, here is how 
hash, uh, hash some of the string behave weirdly. And the ChatGPT answered, okay, I don't have access to the source code of GVM because it's property of the Oracle, but I just rewrote the whole GVM based on the specification of GVM that doesn't have this bug. Here you go. It's not working properly. And um, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, there is something to it. There is something to it, uh, to, the, to the idea that it m might read the source code and just give you answer based on it. I don't know, but it is what it is. Anyway, this was actually the last thing I wanted to bring up on the AI topic, I think. Oh, no, 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 almost last thing. There was a huge thing with um, uh, promotion of the VR, coming back to the VR. There was an interview between Lex Friedman and Mark Zuckerberg that completely have happened in the Meta universe. So they both were using the special device, which is MetaQuest Pro. You can, you can buy Quest Pro already online. Uh, the Quest Pro is... Uh, a cheap version of Apple Vision Pro. If you don't have money for Apple Vision Pro, this is a device for you. And uh, the way how it worked, they actually applied a special technique that requires special hardware and they uh, were very upfront about this. You cannot do it at home just yet, but they effectively created a 3D model of both Alex Friedman and Mark Zuckerberg. And uh, Jesus, ads again, so we cannot quickly show it online, but let's look for the ads and then it will show. But the whole idea, TLDR, that they created a 3D model of each other. And after creating this 3D model, they went to this meta metaverse, so to speak, oh, the second ad, where they had an interview. And uh, it looks stunning. So I just, just uh, scroll forward. So this is actually the interview in the metaverse, and this is fully 3D recreated avatars of both. Uh, Alex and Mark. That's wild. Yeah, like a major step up from those like demos in the metaverse where you had those like cartoony looking like blobs. This is um, this is lifelike. Yeah, and to be fair, Oculus Pro already can render this. So they capturing your face and everything live. What is missing here, this actually does pre requires pre-recording of your model. So you have to have hardware that's scanning your model. So you cannot do it today, so to speak, unfortunately. But they're promising this to be available quite soon uh, to everyone who who wants to do it. But yes, that's this is why. You know what's interesting here, like that with a software like Unreal Meta human you can also recreate like completely artificial faces that pretty much the same quality because here you still look like this models they look very high quality but still you see this artifacts right um i'm not sure if following i mean here they use their own faces right yes but yeah. nothing stops them to swap to any other person face or something Ah, I see what you're saying. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yep, absolutely. Yes. So there is I don't some think, like mm -hmm. Unreal Engine based like faces have like come out of the uncanny valley, right? Like you still feel a little like you can always tell like deep down. Yeah, like from from yeah, I agree. I think like they still need like a better textures or something, but mimics can be translated pretty 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 nicely. Yeah. yeah, I guess they have like the AI face transfer used. I think there's a, a couple of movies recently that have actually used that. I don't remember exactly which ones, but um, it's pretty, pretty decent stuff. You know, it's high tech, low life. 
I, I, I cannot, I cannot uh, resist to bring this small, it's not a story, but just imagine the situation in the future when all this is reality, you're working in the VR and metaverse, and let's assume we're inside of the meta office because obviously they will be the first to embrace metaverse and work in the metaverse. So you're inside, you're in the virtual room, you and you know there is a banana sitting on the table and and the strawberry and the clown and the banana says to strawberry you know we're not happy with your performance we have to let you go and strawberry starts starts crying <laughs> because of that and and, uh, and and this is a real situation that probably will be happening in two or three years from now when I mean, strawberry will be fighting bananas or vice versa <laughs> and and uh, uh yeah anyway <laughs> Anyway, uh, that's all. That's all. We are, oh, Dimitri. Actually, <laughs> I have the same. I have the same. I, I have the same. Yes, yes, it works now. It works. Yes. Is this a Google Meet feature? But what's going on? No, here? no, no, no. This is actually macOS update. They have released yeah. in, in in the macOS Sonoma. It's on the driver level. So the, the, the driver actually capturing the different uh, behaviors that you're showing and updating it. So any app that using camera will just assume this is a camera. But oh, I wanted to ask you, can, can you try to share your screen through this thing? Like just will it work with uh, sharing the browser? I uh, do not want to try to share the wrong thing uh, right okay, now. I, I do not mind later on that we are not <laughs> in live, but you know, I will click something else and I will share something that I'm not okay. supposed to. So, <laughs> yes. Should we then cancel like a stop for today? It's like been an hour. Yes, yes. Um, we do, but I want to mention last thing. <laughs> Last, last thing I told you, folks, there will be tons of the topics today. The strike of the screen uh, screenplay writers in the Hollywood finally ended. And one of my best shows that I used to watch last week tonight with John Oliver, which is effectively a news, if you haven't watched it, highly recommended on HBO, um, restarted. I was extremely surprised. I honestly never connected the fact that a news the news show is actually on pause because of the strike of the screenplay writers. But nevertheless, that was the case. That was it's, the case. It's a good sign that they were screenwriters, you know, on this show at least. It shows how true the news are, that you need someone to write you the script uh, because you cannot just deliver them. Yes, yes. Uh, with that, uh, thank you, folks. I will talk to you all in the same time, same place in a week from now. With that, uh, Nolan, uh, Dmitri, say the last words. Bye-bye. See you all around. <laughs>